1: Home improvement has never been this much fun.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the second hour of today's Homeowner Radio Show. I'm Joe Truini. Danny's on vacation this week, so we brought in a special guest co-host. It's Chelsea Lipford Wolf. Welcome Chelsea and thanks yeah. again for helping out today. So
3: glad to fill in Dad's seat and keep it warm for him.
2: You keep it warm until he gets back. I understand <laughs> he and your mom are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. Yes,
3: the big 40. March 5th, 1983. Was wow. the magical yeah. day that they got married.
2: Yeah. Yep. And without that, we wouldn't have a co-host today. So That's I want right. to thank <laughs> I want to thank Sherita and Danny uh, very much for that. Yes. Um Chelsea and I are here to and ready to answer any question you may have about your home and your home, home improvement, Outdoors, you have outdoor question. A lot of people are gonna start working outdoors, I guess. Yes. You can yeah, right. You can get in touch with us by emailing us at today's homeowner.com slash ask. Or picking up the phone and calling the Today's homeowner Hotline, twenty four seven. That's one 4420 and we're going to have a simple solution at the end of the program on how to a really simple way to to cut hinge mortises in a door. Um, it's accurate and it's quick. And so stay tuned for that. And we're going to get to some recorded calls. But first, I understand you and I, Chelsea, have been doing, working on our homes. And we've been in doing basically the same thing, installing interior trim. And what, what's What's yes. happening at your ranch revival project? Well, you, you
3: know, we had all of our hardwood floors refinished. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. overlooked in the contract with the floor contractor um, right. about installing shoe molding. So he, you left the base he and I had in talked place. about it. Like, do you want stained shoe molding? You want painted shoe molding? and right. I realized and then we moved back in I realized that that was not on the contract for him to do the shoe molding so now uh-huh. I am doing the shoe molding um right. which is fine and actually we're using quarter round um mm-hmm. but I, do you got any tips or tricks to make that go by faster Joe
2: So you uh mm-hmm. you left the original baseboard in place Yes,
3: the original baseboard and
2: it's stained or painted
3: The baseboard is painted and we're using okay. stained shoe molding on all the floor. of those in, yeah, that matches the floors, but all of those inside and outside corners and trying yep. to cut it right the first time yeah. on the miter saw.
2: Yeah, well, the trick to cutting the inside and outside corners right the first time is cut the piece long and yes. get that joint. <laughs> you discovered that. That's yes. a trick that people don't know. You always cut the piece a little long when you're fitting the corners. And when, because once you get the corners perfect, then you can cut it to length. Because if right. you don't, you know, sometimes you have to cut a little more than you originally needed. And, and with any kind of trim work, you always cut coped corners, which is a little difficult to explain on the radio, but you cut coped corners on inside corners and you just use miter, typical miter joints on the outside. Um and the only other thing with shoe molding is of course you always nail it to the baseboard, not to the floor, because this way if the floor has to move a little bit, it's allowed to because it's it's, it's got not some nailed room. in place. Got some wiggle room. Um and you know you you um you want to, in this case, stain it, or if you're painting it, paint yeah. it ahead of time. You know, not yeah, wait until it's in was, place. that's My smart. husband helped
3: me do that. We sanded it, wiped it yeah. down, stained all of the pieces, then put a coat of polyurethane over it. Right. And then we cut it and installed it. So I have done one room. I picked the smallest room in our house. Smart. Yeah. I installed the shoe molding in the foyer. Thank you very much. It Good. looks beautiful. And did you cut
2: cope corner? Cope I did joints? not. No. Okay. But maybe I, should, maybe I will. Joints?
3: Now, do yeah. you do what would I, would I use, the hand coping saw?
2: Yeah. You I use mean, that's a, the
3: best yeah, way to do it. Yeah. yeah.
2: The old fashioned coping. Saw. Yeah, taking, you cut it at 45 degrees, yeah. an open face miter at 45, uh-huh. and then you just trace that outline right. and cut, um, with the saw. Yeah. And then you usually have to, you know, in that case with just quarter round, I would just get a, a wooden dowel. That's about the yeah. same. This is a good trick. And I should shoot a simple solution to this. Get a rub, wooden dowel is about the same diameter as the, um, as the, molding and mm-hmm. then wrap it in sandpaper like maybe yeah. 120 grit or 100 grits and then you can use that to fine-tune it fit it against a piece because yeah. that's what the cope corner is you're cutting like a a, a negative of right. the positive shape right. right it just fits over it yeah um and the nice thing about that if there's any if the wall is not exactly 90 degrees it won't matter because right. this, this is gonna cover right it. love um, that Yeah, well, good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Right now, we're going to go to some recorded calls. A lot of people call the hotline, and they just want a quick answer to their question. So let's go to that first call right now.
0: I have a four-foot crawl space easily access through a bedroom floor. I'm wanting to insulate it. I've got moisture problems in the closets and on some of the walls and probably on the carpet. It's mostly a carpeted home. I'm wondering if blown-in insulation would probably be best. I wonder about any future wiring or anything. It might be difficult to put down there if we do that, but I would think that the sheet insulation would break down over a period of years.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, um, she says she has access to her crawl space, uh Chelsea through the bedroom floor, which is I've never heard of that. Yeah, that but um, freaks me I guess out. there's a like a, I guess there's a hatch in the yeah. floor. Um, well, as long as you can get to it, I guess all that matters. Um well if you have a moisture problem, you gotta take care of it. And the very first thing you do, of course, is you always cover the floor with plastic. Um, I don't know if it's concrete or it's dirt or whatever, but cover it with thick plastic. The floor a, in the crawl space. The, the crawl space floor. Yeah, the crawl. Let me let me clarify that. Yeah, exactly, Chelsea. The crawl space floor. got like some six mil um plastic put it down overlap the joints at least by a foot they often say six inches but i say at least a foot wrap it up the walls a little bit tape it in place what you're trying to do is prevent any ground moisture from migrating up through either the dirt or the concrete or whatever it is and affecting that that space um and then uh you can always in worst case scenario put in a dehumidifier but i think if you do that put it cover it put um I wouldn't blow in insulation. I think the easiest and quickest way, Chelsea, we have often recommend rock wool insulation. Right, that's what wool we did at our house. And
3: I think oh, that's did a you? pretty Great. good solution because it's bats that are right. easy to handle. You hold it rigid. up there yeah. and then you get insulation supports that just kind of tension up in between your floor joist. Yep. Yeah. And then um, you're able to easily remove it if you need to add wiring exactly. or do any um, renovations or changes underneath there. But, I mean, if she... I mean, Joe, would you say the insulation is a solution for a moisture problem? Well, or just no. the pla- Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just the plastic down on the crawl space floor for the moisture. But if she wants to insulate on top of that for, you know, energy savings or whatever, then bats would be perfectly fine.
2: Yeah, the and that's the good thing about the rock wool is it's very it's not only a great insulator, but it's very um um, moisture resistant. And like she said, like Chelsea said, you can get, they're called stay wires. You just press them up between the joists and they hold the insulation in place. You can easily remove it. And of course, we're assuming this has vents so you make sure the vents are open and operating. And if they're not, um, if you don't have enough of them, you can always put in more. All right, let's go to another recorded call.
1: To make a asphalt single roof last longer, is it advisable to spray it with Thompson's water seal? With the UV ray protection
2: in it, oh, that is well, an interesting question. That's an interesting question. Thompson Water Seal, as far as I know, is just made for sealing wood and in concrete porous surfaces. I'm not sure it would do anything. I'm I know not sure it would roof do anything sealers. either. Yeah.
3: Like, I mean, it pre- prevents UV rays, but is the UV rays? Is that what really breaks down? An asphalt well, could, roof. Yeah, it could
2: break down an asphalt roof by drying it out depending on yeah. um, the quality of the roof. They do make an acrylic silicone elastomeric uh, roof sealer. I'm not sure that's like the generic term. I don't really know. Really? That sounds
3: excessive.
2: Yeah it's, about, yeah, it's about $30 a gallon. It's heat reflective. It's a waterproof ah. coating that seals some small cracks. And the idea is it lowers the temperature in the attic and it reflects heat. I'm not yeah. sure where this caller is calling from. So you could try something like that.
3: So thirty, you said thirty dollars a gallon.
2: Yeah. I wonder yeah.
3: what you know. I mean, if you're spending a hundred bucks to make your roof last longer, if it lasts what a year longer, that's pretty yeah. good.
2: Yeah. Considering now this is the designed, cost of a roof, right? This is the design as a heat reflective coating. and okay. Whether that makes it last longer or not, I can't tell. But to like be said, determined yeah. Yeah. For thirty bucks, it's it's probably you know for a gallon probably goes a long way. I mean, depending on your roof, you might not. You know, we often don't recommend do-it-yourself or going on the roof himself only because, you know, it could be a little dangerous. You might have to hire someone. Um, but either way, yeah, keeping the... They have discovered that if you can keep the, the heat in your attic down as low as possible, it does make the roof last longer because it's not getting baked from a below and above. Right. Um, so, you know, so maybe that would... I hadn't thought of it before. But maybe that would make the... Uh, make the uh, roof, the asphalt shingle roof, last a little longer. Hey, you're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio. If you have a question or if you want to leave a tip, that's another great way to leave a tip because we're always looking for tips. So uh, give us a call at today at the Today's Homeowner Hotline, 1-800-946-4420, or shoot us an email, todayshomeowner.com slash ask. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to today's homeowner radio here are danny and joe
2: welcome back to the today's homeowner radio show where you're heard we're heard on over 350 stations from coast to coast and we're very proud of each and every one of them including wtkg 96.1 fm and 12:30 a.m in grand rapids michigan thanks to everybody up there we have a lot of great listeners in the upper midwest so if you have a home improvement question get in touch with us one eight hundred nine four six forty four twenty, and that's exactly what Robert did in Kentucky. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on at your house.
0: Hi. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, of course. Got a question for you. Sure. Okay. Kind of an interesting one. Um, I've got okay in my in my kitchen against the wall. There is this crack that is going up. It's not huge, but it's just like you know. To give you an idea of how wide it is, if you took like a like tape measure and you know with little right. little marks, all, it's about that wide. Okay, okay. So it's not too big. It's like kind of hairline, if you will,
2: sixteenth of yeah. an inch or so, right?
0: Yeah. Now that being said, I tried to have it uh, repaired already, and what happened is they um, a few days after it was repaired, crap comes right back. Okay. And now there's this kind of hump, I guess, in a way, just like mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, I guess I measure that. It's approximately like maybe an eighth of an inch at its, at its, at its height. Right. I mean, it's not like this huge thing.
2: Do you think that's but, the well, jo- joint compound someone added in the repair? Is that what that hump is?
0: Probably. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, okay. And, now what I was t- wanting to do is, okay, I want to cover this thing up. Because right. I think it's like, you know, when the, uh, when the crack comes back, it, it, it kind of comes and goes with the weather also. Oh, of course, so, yeah. Yeah, like what I – and mean, I remember back in December, it's like uh toward the end of December, for whatever reason, I, I was getting – I was painting the house. I was like, where'd this crack go? <laughs> you yeah. You couldn't even see it anymore. But then yeah. a few days later, right back again. Um, so I was hoping to do this. So I wanted to uh, do one of those DIY projects where I can, you know, tile. And wow. um Okay. I, yeah, I kind of want to hide this thing, open that, and plus I, I'd like to have some backsplash against the uh, the, the kitchen area there.
2: Sure.
0: And I, and I have a feeling it goes up behind the cabinets, too. I'm not going to worry about the cabinets because like, – Yeah,
2: you wouldn't have to worry about that, right? Yeah, I'm
0: not – I can't even take those down anyway. But anyway, what I wanted to know is uh, just some ideas because, A, um, I was thinking about using one of those like a mosaic tile, you know, those kind of those – those those uh, the ones that are kind of like a, a horizontal – Come on a shoot yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they have that mesh background.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: And what I was wondering is, um, does do I need to like uh, make this that hump kind of go away, make it completely flat? Do I have right. to sand it down, or even worse, come to worst, do I have to like maybe cut it out and put a new piece of? You
2: know, drywall in there, right. and then okay. go well, you wouldn't, would, yeah, you wouldn't have to do that. I'm looking at a photograph you sent, and thanks because that certainly helps. It's a vertical crack, it appears to be now that's in a corner. Is that right? Not a flat wall, is that a corner? I can't quite tell. No, no, it's not a corner. There's okay, um,
0: yeah, it's just, got, it's just kind of it's just on a, all the way around. It's on a flat wall, yeah. okay. Um, yeah.
2: well, yeah, you would certainly have to flatten it out a little bit because you don't want it to. Cause that, that might telegraph through the tile. You want the tile to be perfectly flat. You don't want it to be perfectly flat. Then it suddenly humps out like a speed bump and then it's flat again. So you definitely want, but since it's all going to be hidden, I would just, you could try, I'm assuming it's just joint compound. I would just scrape it or sand it. I guess I would try okay. scraping it a little bit. You want to okay. get it flat, right? Yeah. Um, if you wind up digging out too much of it, then you always add more to get it nice and flat. The crack, I wouldn't really be worried that much about if it's because it is a hairline crack. If you wanted, uh, Gorilla Glue makes, I forget what they call it, but they make a clear crack filler that you can, I think you actually spray it on. It's like rubber and you spray it on. Once it dries, the idea is if the crack comes back, it'll expand and contract and hide the crack and you can paint it or in this case, tile over it. But if the question is, do you have to remove that hump, even if it's only eighth inch, Um, Before tiling, I would definitely do that because I would just be concerned you would see that. Now, Chelsea, you've used, you've tiled plenty of backsplash. Yeah, I was just doing a
3: backsplash this week with larger tiles. But it was, I mean, just a small difference in the, in the wall, small bump, small, you know, divot. Mm -hmm. And that tile was not laying flat. Um, And I mean, Joe, wouldn't you think just even just a simple painter's caulk in the crack would help the crack from coming back?
2: Yeah, it would help, um, but it doesn't after. help with yeah after yeah. You, right after you move the um, after you move that hump. And you think like
3: an eighty grit sandpaper on a battery powered sander would yeah would, that would take that it would, down pretty fast. It'd, that would probably take a lot it down. of dust.
2: Yeah, that's the only like it would make a lot. Of, well, anything you're going to do is make a lot of dust. You're yeah. going to scrape it. You make you'll make a lot of like big chunks of dust as opposed to you probably have to sand it anyway. But well, like I said, I would I, I would as Chelsea alluded to earlier, if there's a even a small hump you don't want to, you know, the only other option is to put on a really thick mortar bed right. and float over that. But I wouldn't recommend doing that either. I would, it's since it's an isolated incident, I would, and, and you, you know could take the cause of the hump. Yeah. Like, you
3: know, you can eliminate the, the joint compound that was yeah. added.
2: Yeah. So I would, I would remove that hump, whatever the easiest way and then just repair it, flatten it out and then tile right over it. Okay.
0: And then uh, hopefully everything should be okay. And, and and just for what's worth, I was planning on using what is it called that the uh, uh, simple mat.
3: Yeah, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yep.
0: Uh, I mean, so hopefully, if it, if for some reason the crack decides to reappear, at least it wouldn't crack the mortar. That I'd be instead, you know. No. That makes yeah, easy. that's yeah. true. Yeah.
3: No. Yeah, and I mean, just make sure that um, any tiles that you cut on the wet saw are dried really well before you okay. apply them to the yeah. simple mat.
2: Because you, will, you okay. will have to use a wet saw because those strip tiles are either going to be glass or stone. Right. It might be some ceramic, but ordinarily they're stone and you can't really cut that yeah. with anything else. Yeah. Um, okay. so you can rent one. If you don't have a wet saw, you can rent yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. okay,
3: great. Make sure you send us a picture when you're all done.
2: I, I sure will. Yeah, please do.
0: Okay. Right. Well, thanks
2: thank a lot, Robert. Good luck with that. And um, call back if you have any other questions.
0: Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Hey, Chelsea, right, Let's grab a quick email here. We have yeah, a whole bunch of them. Let's do it. Uh, Archie from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, uh, wrote and he said we just bought a home that has an unfinished second floor that has all the plumbing roughed in for a bathroom. Well, that's good. Nice. Um, however, the drain pipe for the toilet is nearly 16 inches from the wall studs, which means the toilet will be five inches or so off the wall, off the finished wall. Is there any way to adjust the pipe? without having to cut it out and move it. What he's referring to, the pipe, is the closet flange, which is what's in the, that's what they call it, a closet flange, which is the drain pipe that's in the floor. They do make an offset closet flange that you can right. fit into it for, that will adjust the so you can move the toilet a little closer, a oh, little he's further away. From
3: the back of the toilet.
2: Right, yeah. So uh, what he saying? Is I'm like, when what's the big deal? That seems
3: like plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much room.
2: Is, yeah, what he's saying is, when he installs the toilet right now, it's going to be five inches or so off the wall. It's like, well, that's not right. Right. Um, so I do make it a, a, an offset flange, but that only allows you to adjust it
3: two, like, two inches, at two
2: max. or three inches at the most. So now, what I did, I ran it. Go ahead, Chelsea. Uh, what, what I was going to say, say is,
3: aren't don't they make toilets with two different offsets?
2: Well, not that would not that would accommodate this much of an offset. Much. I don't believe. Okay. Yeah, and I ran into this problem once. And what I did is really simple. I just built a wall behind the toilet before installing the toilet. I just built a stud wall, insulated it, put drywall on it. That that toilet, in my case, that toilet um, alcove was tiled halfway up. So I tiled the front oh, of the wall, yeah. and then I only brought it up about an inch or two above the top of the toilet. And I right. just put a really nice hardwood. Right shelf for okay. lack of better on top and i installed the toilet so what i did is i didn't move the toilet i used a regular toilet flange and i just set it in place and when you go in and look at it you would never know it just looks like oh there's a little shelf behind the toilet right and there's a window above that but so yeah that's probably what i would recommend just build a wall in front of it That'd if be it's
3: unfinished thing. though wouldn't that mean it's pretty easy to move the drain at this point what is uh, unfinished you have to mean? cut open the
2: subfloor <laughs> yeah you have to cut the subfloor right and cut off the pipe move yeah. it and patch the subfloor I think I would just, I mean, you could certainly do that. I think I would just um, build, a, yeah. build a wall in front of it. Okay, we're going to get to more of those emails a little later on, but you're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio. If you have a question or you want to leave a tip, get in touch with us. You can always leave an email at todayshomeowner.com ask. If you want to email me, you can email me at joe at todayshomeowner.com. The questions I usually get is, what is Danny Lipford really like? And, and I always told everybody the same thing. He's a great guy. I love working with Danny, but I'm tired of that. So I'm going to start making up stuff, especially since he's on vacation. He has a, is- a, a new answer. Give him a new answer. Actually, I, Danny has, has three daughters, including Chelsea, so I can probably get some good ideas from them. But in oh, any case, yeah. if you have a question, get in touch with us and we'll see if we can help you out right here at Today's Homeowner Radio. Hang on. We'll be right back.
0: Today's Homeowner Radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
2: Welcome back to the show, where you can ask a question by emailing us at todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or give us a call on the 800 number, 1-800-946-4420, the Today's Homeowner Hotline. That's what Jay did, calling from Georgia. Hello, Jay, and welcome to the show. Tell us what's going on at your house.
1: So I sent you a couple of pictures of the uh, deck area uh, of my that. swimming pool. Yeah, that. it's about uh, 20 years ago I bought this house and uh, did a lot of uh, rehab on it. I was actually going to flip it, ended up uh, staying here. So one, one of the things I did was I uh, I had someone pour concrete, and uh, I don't know if you can see in the picture if it's obvious, but uh, there was some existing concrete with a fence around it. I tore the fence down, did right. some landscaping, put some retaining walls up, and then had the, the concrete poured. And then once it all settled and everything, I bought some deck paint and, uh, proceeded to paint the deck. And okay. so that uh, yep. did hold up very well. So yep. as you can see, there's cracks, which I have, uh, it's been a number of years, maybe five years or so. I filled those, you know, g- g- ground them down or ground into them, yep. uh, I filled see that. them with some expanding sort of stuff. that was, I don't remember what it's called that, that's used for that. and then. Um, uh, and then there it stands. So the paint is uh, is not, you know, it's not held up at all. Right. And uh, the last time I had somebody over here that claimed to have known anything about concrete, they said I tear the whole thing out.
2: Well, uh, that's certainly that's certainly they're an trying option. To sell you yeah. some more concrete. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I, I could blow I could blow it up, I suppose, but uh, yeah. but I don't want to do that particularly for obvious reasons. And I was wondering, it seems like I saw in one of your previous shows that there was. You know, some uh, uh, similar sort of situation, maybe on a smaller scale, and there was concrete, uh, uh, say, a, a thin layer of concrete added, yep. and that—that's what I was thinking about. And I mentioned that to this this alleged concrete person, and they and they poo pooed that. Okay. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion on what my options might be beyond blowing the deck up
2: okay well we'll always we'll eventually get back to blowing up your backyard if we have to but a couple of things first we never recommend painting concrete it always looks great as soon as the paint dries and then it's a downhill battle from there on because it gets worn off it's hard to remove if you have to remove it if you're going to put anything on a concrete surface we recommend either a masonry stain or even a clear clear water preservative or something like that but painting i mean it looks great at first but then like i said then when it starts wearing out how do you remove it how do you gonna keep painting it so so that's one thing now yours is cracked and when we say cracked we mean like it's beyond cracked and you've done a great job patching it but of course the patch jobs are always more obvious than the cracks themselves sometimes yep and if you talk to any concrete expert, what they say is if you have a crack, a hairline crack or some settling, and that crack does not go all the way through the slab, like from the top right to the bottom, you can usually repair it. If it goes straight through, the really the only solution, you can try anything you want, the only solution is really to tear it all out. Now, these are pretty big cracks. This is probably only four inches deep. I, the concrete, I suspect you probably have cracks all the way through. The product you're talking about um, is a, It's called a resurfacing. That It's basically like a relatively thin concrete. Well, it's more of a cement because it doesn't have any stone in it. And you surface it, you pour it out, you can use a trowel or a brush or a squeegee, and you can feather it out from like about a sixteenth of an inch up to a half inch or so. And the great thing is you can walk on it within eight hours. Now, Chelsea will tell you about the product that we've used several times on the TV show. The nice thing about that is you wind up with a brand new looking surface. Now, with this surface so badly cracked, you'd have to check with the manufacturer and see if they recommend doing it because although it would look great, how long would it last? That I'm not sure. Chelsea, tell them more about tell Jane yeah, about that's the true. Um, the product. You're I don't using. know. Yeah, I
3: don't know how long it would last either. But um, what we used was Quickrete's Recap,
2: that's and right. Recap. Um, okay.
3: yeah. I, I'm Thinking, I'm thinking of the same project you mentioned, Jay, that you saw on the TV show. And what you do is you do, if you want to just go ahead and refill those cracks, um, and then you let that dry for 24 hours, and then you mix it up. It comes in bags and you mix it up like you would any concrete product. And then, like Joe said, you just squeegee it over a nice even layer over the whole surface of your deck. And um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, eighth of an inch. Um, cement going up on, to- on top of your deck. And then um, with any concrete products, you wait 28 days and then you're able to stain it if you want to.
1: Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Yep, yep, the only I thing did- I'm not
3: sure of is um, how you do it so close to the pool. I guess you just have to be really careful. Yeah. So you don't yeah. squeeze yeah. it over the edge or, you know, then you have some concrete to play with in the pool.
2: The thing, I'll, the one <laughs> other step I'd add, Jay, is I think if I remember reading the recap directions, when you're using it as a filler and it's great for filling cracks, they recommend you mix it a little thicker and you force it yeah. into the yeah. Joints. That, yeah,
3: I forgot about that. Is that you can't yeah. use the same product to fill the yeah. cracks? Oh, I was well, gonna. I yeah, I was gonna yeah, recommend yep. the um, it comes in like a squeegee in a bottle, Joe, right. that you can squeeze into the cracks. Um, yeah, yeah. Quikrete's concrete crack seal. And yep, it's, yep. Um, you know, gray, kind of the color of concrete, but um, then you would go over that with the recap. Yeah. So, or, you know, yeah
1: I, th- th- I think that's what I used before. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Then
3: maybe product. maybe the yeah. recap would be a good thing to try for those cracks.
2: Yeah. If you're going to fill the cracks, I'd probably, and then go over the recap, I'd probably follow the manufacturer's recommendation, which is you get the recap, you mix it a little thicker, um, you fill all the cracks, smooth it out, and you only have to wait a short while for it to set up enough that then you can pour the, the thinner viscosity uh, recap right. over the top, spread it around. However they recommend you have a, I'm looking at these photographs. you got a lot of area, but, um, but that would give you a brand new looking surface. Again, if these cracks go all the way through the slab, I'm not sure how much settling. The, the other happen. thought
3: Jay that um, dad likes to do is scoring concrete So maybe if there was kind of a pattern to your existing cracks, you could extend the cracks and make it intentional.
2: That's true. Add add more cracks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Add
3: more cracks, and then it all looks great, like it's supposed to be there. It looks like you already do have some, like maybe it's scored around the pool itself, and then you have some pool, yeah, different cracks that extend from there. Anyway, just just another thought um, before or even. After you resurface it, you could add the scored score joints just with a um, diamond blade on a circular saw.
1: Okay, perfect. Is there uh, a staining product you guys have had good success
2: with? There are a lot of companies that make a masonry stain and definitely make sure it's a stain designed for concrete. They almost all make a good, better, best, and I always recommend letting price be an indicator of quality. Yes. So get the best one you can afford because the cheap ones go down. They look great, but, you know, you'd be doing it again in six months, and it won't repel the water. And you're going to have more, it, more problems, yeah. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it, and, uh, and good luck with that project.
1: All right. I appreciate you all the time. Take care.
2: You too. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Today's Homeowner Radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
2: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Are you looking to stay in touch with us and all that's happening at Today's Homeowner? Just follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, at Today's Homeowner. Let's go back to the hotline. We've got Mike on the phone from Kentucky. Hello, Mike. Mike, welcome to the show and tell us what's happening.
0: Hello, hello. Yes, I got these uh, granite countertops in my kitchen and when I clean them, you can feel little bitty pits in them. And I was just wondering if y'all had any kind of solution for maybe to fill those in or some kind of cleaner that would fill them in or something.
2: That's an interesting question because we get that every now and then. And apparently that is an issue. I mean, I have granite countertops, but mine are, I got the leather texture on it. And so the whole surface is not perfectly flat. So it feels a little rough, kind of like leather, which is why they call it a leather texture. But the perfectly smooth polished ones, I guess, pits form for some reason, maybe because there are some hard spots and soft spots. And so they actually make a specific repair kit. They're pretty affordable. They're simply called, I think the one I saw was called granite and marble repair kit, something simple like that. And it's it's an epoxy. Most of them are epoxy. You can get them online or at the home center. I'm sure they must sell them. If not, then you can go to a, a stone yard that that makes countertops, fabricates countertops. Uh, um, very easy to apply. You just don't want to over-apply it. You know, you don't want a big hump in the middle here, or a big, you know, something in the middle, right. or bump in it. Um, but and follow the directions. It's pretty easy. And, um, and I think you know you do it on one or two spots that are out of the way to make sure you like the way it looks. It should just blend in, though. That's the whole idea. That's and, what
1: I um, hoped. Yeah, I yeah.
2: And, and if it is an epoxy, just mix up a little at first, because if you mix it all up, of course, you're gonna have to use it all up within a few minutes. Um, but th- that's what I would recommend, Mike. And the experience I've had from speaking to some other callers that have used it, they said it works great, and they've used almost any kind, and they all work great.
0: So it- not very hard to
2: use, you said, huh? No, no. Just spread it out. Follow the directions. Don't over-apply it. You know, I mean, if the, you know, you just want to get it in that hole. You don't want to smear it across the whole countertop, obviously. So um, you'll see. Like I said, do one or two spots that are off to the side, and you'll get the hang of it pretty quickly.
0: Okay. I right. really appreciate it. Uh-huh. You're welcome.
2: All right. Thanks, Mike. And Talk Joe, you thank you. Are, you, yes.
3: um, are you, do you have to seal um, granite countertops that have the leather um, finish yes. on them?
2: Yep. You have to seal all stone no matter where it is. Yeah. We went, I didn't even know this existed. This was a few years ago and I guess it had been around. I had never heard of it because most of them are used to have, and you still do have polished, which most right. people get highly yep. polished or honed.
3: Yep. So we got honed like in mat. our new kitchen. Yeah.
2: They didn't look nice, right? The honed stuff. Yeah. Is it granite?
3: I I went with the quartzite.
2: Quartzite. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
3: And then um, um, dad has the leather finish on his tops on his boathouse.
2: Oh, whoa, fancy smancy. <laughs> For wow. his
3: fish cleaning uh, station. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when we went to get the countertops for we, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the highly polished in the kitchen. Yeah, we, we put it in the vanity in the bathroom. Oh yeah,
3: that's and, nice. Which
2: I like. Yeah, um, but now I was just looking for something a little different. Something I was different, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then the the fabricator said, "Well, let me show you this," and he showed me this marble. That marble, it's granite, but it has the leather texture. And if that's cool. if, if anyone's looking for countertop, check that out. It's you know, pretty interesting. Now I'm kind yeah. of
3: curious how they do that.
2: There's a machine. There's a ah, machine that it's kind of like a grinder, and okay. it just runs across the surface Weird. and leaves this. And we're talking about it's very, I mean, yeah, it sounds a lot rougher subtle. than it sounds like. yeah, um, it's it's relatively smooth, but it's honed. it's got a matte finish, and it's just got a little a little bit of texture to it. It's actually pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Nice. Um, let me see if we can squeeze in a quick email here. This one is from Mary Lou in Maryland. I saw a recent episode of your TV show where a stencil pattern was used to design, uh, to, to use to design a concrete patio. I'd love the look. I was wondering if it's possible to use the stencil on vertical surfaces. I want to create an interesting, eye-catching design on a painted bedroom wall. What do you, I, I, I remember seeing that episode, uh, Chelsea with you I love that using project. it. It was amazing. If you've not seen this episode. Go to todaysooner. dot com and search for what would it be? Stenciling a patio. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, what did we call
3: that? It was something about a breeze, like search breezeway or yeah. um, an entrance. It's something an entrance. It had a cool name. I helped. I like um, coming yeah. up with the titles for the episodes. Yeah. Oh good. Oh,
2: and but inviting entrance. I don't think entrance. it sticks. Think an it sticks down. Um, an inviting entrance. It the stencil stick down, is
3: right? um, no. The stencil does not have any stick
2: to it. So I wonder um, how you could use it on a vertical no, surface. No, you can, though. That's oh, can what it's you? actually
3: made for. Um, we oh. got this particular stencil for that project from Cutting Edge Stencils, and that is so funny because I actually had that pulled up on the browser on my phone trying to find oh. a stencil for my house. And, yes, you can use it on the wall. You can um, get ones where you maybe just do a random pattern, or you can do an all-over stencil where you right. re- repeat it, and it looks like you have wallpaper. When you're done, wow. but yeah, that is an excellent idea for an accent wall in a bedroom or a living room. Is to do um, a stencil on one wall, maybe behind the bed, um, like Mary Lou is talking about.
2: Yeah, um, well,
3: that would be really pretty. Cutting well, edge stencils.
2: Well, that's great. I'm 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 love to see that. Maybe you guys can do that uh, on one of the TV shows or. Or one of your checking in with Chelsea. Yeah, that's projects. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I
3: like
2: that. Okay. Well, we're gonna next is simple solution time, so stay tuned. We're gonna I'm gonna share a quick tip for cutting hinge mortises. Coming up next.
0: Welcome back to today's homeowner radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
2: We were just talking about stenciling concrete and um, how they Chelsea and Danny had done that on a couple of TV shows. I think Chelsea just found that episode. If you want to check it out, you can look it up online.
3: That's right. It's com slash 1046. So that's 1046. That's the episode number. um, And it's called An Inviting Entrance. Beautiful. That was a fun project. I really liked putting that one together.
2: Yeah. And you've done that more than... Once, right? Didn't yes,
3: we did that. Yeah. It was like you know, like a, a breezeway courtyard into someone's home, and then we right. did a porch that had like a brick border around it, mm-hmm. and we did a herringbone brick pattern on the concrete.
2: Beautiful. And then, that, yeah. After you paint it, do you seal it? Do you put clear coat yeah, you of can anything seal on top? it? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Otherwise, the paint will wear off more quickly. All right, we'll have to That's check right. that out. Okay, it's simple solution time, and here is an easy, accurate way to cut hinge mortises. And all you need to do is take the hinge and screw it to the edge of the door. And you only have to put in, usually there are four screws. You only have to put in two screws just to hold it in place. And what you're doing is you're creating a cutting template using the hinge itself. So if you cut around the hinge, it's going to fit perfectly. And so what you do is you line a wood chisel with the edge of the hinge, and you strike it with a hammer to establish the outline of the mortise. So you go all the way around the three sides. Then you remove the hinge, and then you just chisel out the waste. And, and once you chisel out to the correct depth, then you can... Permanently screw the hinge in place. So what that does, and by the way, this works on room doors, cabinet doors, basically any place you have to put a hinge. Um, and and again, the, the the reason I like doing this is that there's no measuring involved. There's no, you know, trying to fit it once or twice and trimming it. This way, it'll fit perfectly every single time. Um, I've done this many times and it works really well. So check it out. And if you go to homercom slash simple solutions and and in the search engine, just put in you know cabinet door hinge trick, something like that. You'll, you'll see a video of me doing that exact, uh, exact tip there. Um, Joe, I need to yeah.
3: know, is it, is it really hard to be so popular? Like you anytime, should tell me anytime no one stop, no one we post a airport. simple solution on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's the most popular post that week.
2: Oh, well, I'm, I'm very glad to see that. And I love creating the simple solutions. And I often tell people that they're really popular and it's, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily because I'm doing it. It's popular because <laughs> it's the kind of thing people love. It's yeah. a quick little tip. Yeah, You remember them right? and you can say, oh yeah, I'm going to try that next time. And if you go to today's slash simple solutions, you will see over 550.
3: 550. I've been doing this. Wow.
2: Yeah. I've been doing it for over 20 years and so I'm going to keep going. There you never, go. I love it. People often say, "Aren't you ever going ide- to run out of ideas?"
3: No. And
2: I often say, "Well, I didn't think about that till just now, but you know, now you brought it up. Maybe No. I'm, but never. Never there'll always be
3: ideas. problems to solve, Joe. There's
2: always problems to uh, solve. Always problems to cause, and then find a <laughs> find a way to remedy. Well, Dad's remedy. the problem
3: causer. He's the the, the, <laughs> the pot stirrer.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, Chelsea, you want to share what um, people can see on the upcoming episodes and newest episodes of today's homeowner?
3: Yes, airing this weekend. Um, is um, our first-time homeowner, Abby, joins us, or we join her at her home, her and her dad, um, to help do a few quick projects at her house just to make it a little bit easier and a little more fun. Um, we installed a backsplash. She had a very white kitchen, white cabinets, white, or she had green walls, um, but white countertops. And so we added, um, a beautiful backsplash and we were able to do that just in one day. We were able to start, um, start it, install all the tiles and grout it in one day with the simple mat, um, Backsplash, and then um, we also put a cool coating on her countertops just to add a little personality and a little function to her um, efficient kitchen.
2: Great, and that's coming up this weekend. And uh, right now, you can find out where in your area you can watch the TV show Today's Homeowner, and and they're also on streaming services including Roku, Pluto, Freevee, Tubi, Crackle, Exumo. LG Smart TV, channel 476, and Vizio Smart TV, channel 9, channel 516. And you can go to todayshomeowner.com slash TV and see all previous episodes right on our website. Well, thanks so much for joining us here at Today's Homeowner Radio. Danny will be back next week. Take care, and we'll see you then.